I want to take a quick moment and give a shout out to our sponsor, Elgato Gaming. If you're a seasoned content creator or interested in creating content, I highly recommend checking out all the Elgato products. One of the many industry-leading game capture devices that Elgato offers, and one I've personally used for the past couple years, is the Elgato HD60S. The HD60S is an external capture card that not only looks good, but provides stunning 1080p, 60fps, and is powered by the Elgato's superior low-latency technology that makes it easy to record, upload, and live stream professional content with ease. It also offers a 3.5 millimeter input for a microphone or an external audio source, whatever you'd like. It's plug and play taken to the next level, literally. So if you want to show off your skill on live streams or just record your gameplay for a highlight video, the Elgato HD60S is my number one recommendation. Pick one up today and support the podcast by going to deserto.com slash Elgato. That's D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com slash E-L-G-A-T-O. And start creating your own content today. You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and a little bit of a different show this week. For all you guys that normally tune in, number one, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this show is brought to you by DeSerto.com and FortniteIntel.com, so make sure you go check it out for all the latest Fortnite news. But if you guys follow us at all, you knew that Monster uh, was actually doing the finals for the Winter Royale tournament this past weekend. So hopefully you guys got to drop in, show him some support. He always does a fantastic job uh, doing the commentaries on those tournaments and, and being able to drop his expertise there. So make sure you guys go and check those videos out. If you didn't get a chance to see him, he did a fantastic job and a lot of great gameplay happened this past weekend as well. And in addition, I also had a guest appearance this past week on a radio station called The Source. Uh, that's an NPR radio station broadcasted out of San Antonio, Texas. And I had a great time just talking about Fortnite, educating people about Fortnite, what Fortnite is. And we took some calls from listeners. It was a great, great time that I had, and I really appreciate The Source for allowing me to come on. So I thought for all of you guys that didn't get to catch that, I would go ahead and post it here for this week. Give Monster a week off to be able to travel, recover, and all that kind of good stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much once again for tuning in, guys. You guys are the breath behind this podcast, so thank you so much for your support week in and week out. Well, without further ado, let's jump in to this week's show at The Source. Welcome back to The Source on Texas Public Radio, 89.1 FM. I'm David Martin Davies. With a player base of at least 200 million people worldwide, the video game Fortnite is showing no signs of slowing down. Fortnite is available on almost every video game platform that there is, from consoles to PCs to mobile devices. Users can take part in live matches as individuals or play in squads. And the game, the basic game, the, is free to play. How is Fortnite changing the future of esports in the gaming industry? What are the drawbacks of having such a popular game capture the attention of millions? And with Season 7 uh, just days away now, uh, can we expect to see as this game evolves? We're going to talk about Fortnite. This is a game that has become a phenomenon. You can call in, tell us what your what your game is like, uh, 210-614-8980, 210-614-8980. Email us with your questions and comments to the source at tpr.org, and, go to our, and you can also 
also sent us a tweet on Twitter. We're joined by Jordan Shapiro. He's the author of the book, The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World. Chris Sines is here. He's the founder and CEO of Alamo City E-Leagues. And Troy Tuttle is a producer and primary host of the Fortnite podcast. And they talk about, pod, you know, Fortnite. So, you, you know, any question you might have about this crazy game, these guys are going to have it for. But Chris Sines, tell me, how did Fortnite become so big? Uh, yes, sir. It, uh, I think it mixed, uh, you know, a popularity of, uh, you know, a shooter-based game. And then also, uh, I think some of the younger generation was kind of raised on Minecraft and building. And so Fortnite implements those building aspects. And so, you know, between the shooting aspect and the building aspect, I think it really took off with the generation. How, when you say that the game is free, what is that? I mean, is it totally free? Or, I mean, do you have to play space? To play the the Battle Royale version, it is free. Um, there is a uh, a disc that you can buy for the Save the World version, but um, people mainly play on the Battle Royale version. Um, yeah, and you can do solos where 100 people drop into an island and there's a storm that converges slowly to make everybody come together. And, uh, you know, it's last man surviving wins. Um, and then there's duos where you work with a partner and squads where you have a, a team of four. And um, aside from those, they have different uh, aspects of the game as well that are pretty fun. Troy Tuttle with the Fortnite podcast. Why do you think this game's gotten so huge? Well, it's a, it's a cultural thing as well. Um, it stretches to all all demographics, all age groups. And that's because of, you know, number of things, uh, you know, the bright color scheme that you have right in and the dancing emotes that have you've seen come into the game that now make its way into the NFL and, and all these all these other soccer leagues and, and baseball, all, all these pros and and big players have come out and played. You've had uh, aspiring artists and big artists like Drake that have come out and, and played the game uh, on a stream base, so what's called Twitch.tv, along with some of the great players like Ninja and other people that have really made a, a huge push uh, in the market. And so really uh, it, it's, it's been become a, what I would call an epidemic in a way uh, and, and just really taken all age groups by storm, and it's just this thing where everybody can share and have fun, and it's it's less of this dark competitive thing than what we've seen in the past with other games. Uh, and, you know, the, for a kid to, you know, have a character that's running around in a blow up, you know, llama costume and shooting somebody else seems to be less harmful to most parents and, and people than, uh, you know, than a, you know, a, a man in a military outfit on a video game shooting somebody. So I think uh, parents have been a little more lenient into, you know, video games. I think also, you know, this day and age, I think people are starting to understand what video games are in our culture and where they and where they sit. It's, it's a center point for all the, for a lot of people's culture. This is their primary sphere of, of entertainment is 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 gaming. I mean, and Chris Sines with the Alamo City E-Leagues, you see that all the time. Yes, sir. And uh, like the other gentleman said, um, you know, it is very uh, friendly to a wide uh, aspect of people because like you see fathers and, and sons playing all the time. I mean, even fathers and daughters, moms and daughters. It, it's it's pretty awesome to see the family come together and be able to enjoy the game. Let me get Jordan Shapiro to comment on that. He's written the book, The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World. So is a family that games together, uh, is, that, is that a good thing? Uh, well, it's certainly it's certainly a good thing. Anytime we see families playing together, it's a good thing. But especially when it comes to video games, they are become such a main part of the culture, as you just said. Right? They're such a pillar of the childhood experience. Um, and what that means is that kids are playing the games and they're developing. In, 
a sense of identity and things like that while they're playing. They're de developing their identity narratives. They're learning to play with each other. They're developing their social skills and they need parental uh, support, modeling, mentorship uh, while they're doing that. So uh, in that sense, anytime a kid and a child is playing, uh, I mean, a kid and a parent is playing together, they're learning together at the same time. So that becomes really powerful uh, in terms of child development. So when you say they're learning their social skills, but I mean, is it really, uh, I, I guess you're, you're learning their so social skills, online social skills, but does that really carry over into, you know, in the face-to-face -face world? Um, well, it, it certainly does, uh, and that's a, that's sort of a complex question that a lot of people ask. I mean, I, you're, you're right to question that because uh, uh, video games are not like broccoli. It's not like you're getting, uh, uh, it's not like kids are getting uh, the necessary vitamins they need for growth while playing. But the, but the fact is we now live in a connected world in which so many of the ways that we mediate our relationships happen through online network technologies. So it actually becomes really important for kids to be able to do both the face-to-face -face communication and the and the online communication and, and what I see at least watching my own kids play Fortnite all the time is that you know if I remember myself I would be on the phone with 15 friends all night uh, when I was their age they don't do that instead they all put on their microphones and they're playing this game together it's almost like they're they're going into a virtual space where they can do the same kinds of interactions that that I think uh, p parents and kids did in the past Troy Tuttle, if I've never played Fortnite before, how how many hours was it going to take me to become competent at this game? Well, that's the great thing about Fortnite. They have these things, what they call LTM, which are limited time modes, and they are fun modes, uh, essentially, in most part, where you can go in and jump in. You know, uh, as the other gentleman said before, you know, you have 100 people drop onto a field, but this will break it up uh, sometimes in 50 versus 50, uh, you know, sometimes you have your squad of four and all you're doing is shooting rockets. There's a new game that's out right now. Um, you know, so it, it, there's not, a, there's not a lot of dedicated time needed. I mean, that's the great thing about playing with your, your kids or playing with another friend. You can jump in and it's not a dedicated thing where you have to be the absolute best to enjoy the game. Um, you know, to, to kind of, uh, also talk about that point about, uh, the experience. Uh, it is a social experience. I go to all these Fortnite tournaments that have been at in Seattle, uh, and the second one that they had over at TwitchCon in San Jose, California. And these people are going online playing, and then they're meeting at these events and creating these deep friendships and these connections that are, you know, they're different than what normal people's, what, we, what we've experienced in the past, right? What my parents experienced in the past of how they created friendships, where they maybe went to, uh, went to their church or, or they, you know, they went to their community center, whatever it was. People are creating real-life friendships here that last forever. And my best friend of 10 years, I actually met him playing video games, was in his wedding. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this, this experience that Fortnite's created, the culture and, and the thing that Epic has done so well, uh, the developer of the game has really uh, branded and created this very healthy culture around the game that's fun and uh, also has created a, a fun and non-hostile environment for the eSport as well. And Chris Sines, there's a place in San Antonio people can go and play the, you know, there's like a... Uh. Yes, sir. I'm an assistant manager at Play Live Nation. Uh, it's off 1604 in Culebra. Um, and that's uh, one of the awesome things that uh, the last gentleman was saying. You know, we uh, provide a, a premier gaming lounge, so it's basically a social... Uh, 
site for people to come and enjoy the games and play with like-minded gamers that they wouldn't otherwise be able to play with in person because online is great, but in person is even sweeter. And uh, just building those connections, I mean, you build so many friendships and relationships that, that really last. And, um, you know, it's pretty crazy to see how a video game can, can build those types of relationships. All right, we're taking a break here. Uh, so it sounds like we're telling people who have not played Fortnite or parents who are hearing about Fortnite is like you've got nothing to fear with Fortnite other than maybe the fact that uh, this is such a, an addictive type of a game. Uh, people play it all the time. Uh, girlfriends uh, complain about their boyfriends playing Fortnite all the time. Well, what does your Fortnite game look like? Give us a call. What questions do you have? How has it impacted your social life? Uh, 210-614-8980. 210-614-8980. The source continues right after this break. Welcome back to The Source on Texas Public Radio, 89.1 FM. I'm David Martin Davies. Do you know what Fortnite is? Well, then you are out of the loop and you want to be dealed in because it is a cultural phenomenon. If you've got kids, they know what Fortnite is. You may want to drop some Fortnite in your conversation with them and they'll be impressed that you are knowing what's happening. But what is it? It is a massive game. It is taking over everything. People want it at the top of their Christmas list. Uh, so what can you do about your Fortnite game? Call in 210 8980 Austin is on the line. Austin, welcome to the source. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, that I'm, I'm a 34-year-old adult, and I've been playing Fortnite since uh, the beginning of this year, and I've been playing online shooters pretty much my entire adult life. And I want to kind of comment on what the previous gentleman said, that it it is interesting how, how different the game is and in the fact that it, it kind of is bringing people together in that social interaction. Um, I've been able to build a very interesting, I guess, circle of friends, you know, ranging from my age all the way down to 16 years old. And just the, the it's, I guess it's mostly about the fun having, you know, having fun together and not about the shooting and stuff, but the experiences we've had online and the kind of very interesting side effect of that as well has been that, you know, especially with the younger people that I play with, the, the ability to just kind of inject casual conversation into the game and uh, even even mentor some younger people through tough times and stuff in life has been really a fascinating experience to me. I mean, what attracted me to the game was, you know, like they said previously in Minecraft, where it's like a, a shooting game, but where you also build. But the surprising side effect has been the, the social circle that I was able to build that that is now extended beyond Fortnite to some degree. All right, Austin, thank you for that call. Jordan Shapiro, author of the book, The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World. Isn't there a rating, an age rating for Fortnite 12 and over? Uh, I think that is the the rating. I, I personally don't don't pl pay much attention to uh, to ratings. I, I think when you come to the that question of of what's appropriate for a for a child, that's something a family really needs to decide for themselves. Um, and that's based on what you know about your own child and how well they can process what's happening there. Uh, my kids, for example, I feel very confident in their ability to really think about what they're doing and what they're engaging in because we've had many conversations about it and about video game violence in particular over the years that they've been playing many different games. Uh, so for me, the, the, these things aren't really a, cons uh, a, a concern. I think when we start to think, hey, there's a perfect age, we're sort of kidding ourselves, right? It's not like a point where, you're, where your brain gets to the point where it can handle, uh, handle violence and suddenly you're going to do it healthily. There's plenty of adults who can't do that well. So uh, uh, I, I think it really comes down to the individual. 
Troy Tuttle, with the, he's the producer and primary host of the Fortnite podcast. Some gaming experiences that I've had online, there's been a lot of trash talk, and it's highly obscene, and it's just really racist, and, it just, and it's really turned me off to some online play. Does that exist in Fortnite? So the great thing about Fortnite is, you know, that Epic has put in all these opportunities for a parent to be able to guide. Um, Jordan has a great article that talks about, in it, to kind of go into what he was saying about the, the you know, monitoring. It's a great article. Go read it. It's fantastic about Fortnite and monitoring your kids. But the the great thing that that Epic's done is they've built in these features that allow a parent to be able to go and say, hey, do I want my son to be able to chat with other people or do I not want them to be able to chat with other people? For instance, my six-year-old that plays with me, he plays on a mobile device, and I play on my PlayStation. Uh, and when we do that, I turn on the audio for him to be able to talk to me. But when he's not, I don't allow him to talk. To, I don't allow him to just you know, talk to random people. Uh, and that's, that's more so because uh, I think at his age, for, for us, and as we've judged it, uh, I, I, I don't find that appropriate right now for him. Um, but I, I, I definitely think that Epic's done its best job that it possibly can to create this positive community. And there's not that, that trash situation that you mentioned that you've experienced before. I would say it's very, very minimal uh, if it exists at all inside the world of Fortnite. And that's heavily due to how this game is marketed, how it's pushed, uh, and the culture that's been built around it. Back to the calls, Michael. Hi, Michael. Welcome to The Source. You're on the air. Hi, yes. Uh, I run a podcast called The Daily Fortnite, and I've been able to build a really good community around there just talking about what you guys have said. Uh, I've made a lot of really good friends on there in the connectivity, uh, so I think Fortnite is good for that. I just made uh, a friend through my community you know, telling me that his dad got cancer, and so you really can make a connection with that. And then what have you what you guys have said about playing with your kids? I play with my seven year old and uh he just loves it. It's a good way to connect with your kids and it is important to uh show that message that you can play games and have a good sort of uh positive reaction to playing with games and playing with friends. So when you're playing with your kids, are you all playing Battle Royale or are you all playing the Save the World, Michael? Uh, normally, when I play with my son, uh, we play playgrounds. It'll just be me and him together, and we can really, uh, you know, it lets you customize your gameplay. It's just you. I just play with me and my son together, and then we just uh, build whatever we want. We will, like, challenge each other and try to uh, see who can get eliminate each other more. And, I, I, you know, I usually let him win, but it makes him really happy just to be playing with me. And it's a good way to connect with my son and show him that you can have a good uh, time playing games, and it doesn't have to be a negative uh, thing. Cool. And so... Um Chris signs with the Alamo E-League. When y'all play at the, the shop that you run, that what was it called again? Play Live Nation. Play Live Nation. Do people, like, form squads while they're there? Yes, sir, and that's that's the cool thing is, like, you know, you'll have uh, some kids come in that have never seen each other before, and then they come in, you know, and, and one will come in while one's already on the on the station playing the game, and, like, you know, I want to sit by him, you know, and you kind of give that introduction and, and uh, you know, hey, you know, um, join squad up with this guy, you know, and uh, so it's interesting to see them make those connections and then they exchange like PSNs or gamer tags. So that way they can play outside the store as well. Um, but, you know, they really build those in-person bonds there at the store. A caller, another caller, uh, Nadia. Uh, Nadia, welcome to The Source. You're on the air. Hi, I'm calling as a parent. And one of the things that has happened in our household is um, that my 12-year-old is highly addicted to this game. It's always a battle getting him off. And just recently he charged um, 
you know, on an account that I had on his Xbox, um, a lot of money just to get points. So uh, needless to say, I've taken away the game from him. The other thing, I'm an educator, and my students are constantly talking about Fortnite. So it gets to the point where I think I'm going to have to join the bandwagon to be in the in the know. But, um, you know, one of the things is that I see the negative side of it. I understand the socialization, but I really wish that my son would go out and play. His socialization has transitioned from playing outside to now being inside. And so that's why we would let him play. But anyway, um, just wanted kind of to bring those comments out as a parent. Great. And, and I'm, glad, I'm glad you called in. Thank you so much. Those are great concerns. So uh, Jordan Shapiro, your, The New Childhood, your book, you talk about, you know, this whole connected world. And uh, what about when they charge things up on, you know, on their parents' account, on their Xbox? Yeah, well, that that certainly that certainly is a problem, and there are controls to 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 make sure they they can't do that. And unfortunately, a lot of parents aren't aware of how to how to turn those on. And if there's one thing I would criticize about Fortnite, it it is certainly the 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 sort of uh, predatory in-app purchases. Um, but that I, I wouldn't necessarily criticize Fortnite. We've been we've had that going on to children uh, for a long time. That's a larger cultural problem than it is a problem specific to this game. I think to what the former the the caller just said. Uh, you know, I hear these stories about uh, kids who have developed unhealthy relationships with a game like Fortnite all the time. Um, I try to stay away from the word addicted only because there's not really uh, much evidence that it's addiction in the same sense that you get addicted uh, to alcohol or to drugs or to cigarettes. Um, so I try to say an unhealthy relationship. Um, so recently, uh, the World Health Organization, you've probably heard, uh, did, uh, named gaming disorder, which is not the same as saying all games are bad and not the same as saying Fortnite's bad, but it's acknowledging that some people can have these problems that the caller was talking about. But the, most of the research we have shows that it's a tiny fraction of people who play video games who would even be uh, who would even meet those criteria. Uh, and I would only also say the caller, you know, that single-minded focus on a fad or a trend is not unique to video games. I think kids have always done that, but absolutely, kids need to get outside, and um, and and it is a and it is sort of the struggle of the of the modern parent to figure out how to balance these things. Not well, to well we do. Well, well we do know that children's brains are easily excited with the bright colors and the activity and the constant stimuli. And so, while it may not be a chemical addic addiction as we would think with tobacco or nicotine or other products, this is a an addictive type of a behavior, and that parents do need to monitor this and have play some sort of role. I mean, should they put limits on the hours of play, Jordan? Um, so, so. I the, the way I handle that as a parent myself, I'll talk about, because again, I don't like to talk about what someone should or shouldn't do for their own family, but what, the way that I handle that is, I actually don't put any restrictions on my kids in terms of screen time or game time, but I have lots of requirements for my kids. My kids have to play outside. My kids have to read books. My kids have to do certain kinds of, of non-digital play. Uh, and so I leave it to them to manage that. And of course they fail sometimes and I have to direct them. Um, so instead, you know, instead of putting a rigid negative on it. I try to put a positive on the on the other on the other activities. Um, again, to, again to the to the to what you said about the uh, about the brain st stimulation. Honestly, most of what they've found in terms of the way video games uh, do what you know a lot of people talk about this sort of dop dopamine rushes that come from playing video games. Yeah, it's about the same That's dopamine a real that thing. you get for. Yeah, but it's the same you get from eating pepperoni pizza. I mean, it's and not people... like drugs. 
Okay. All right. Well, you see people eat too many pepperoni pizzas too, and it gets them in trouble. Uh, That's right. There are certainly unhealthy relationships. I, I don't. I don't deny that in any way. All right. We got a, t- a tweet from Ryan. I asked my nine-year-old son why he's big into Fortnite. He says he gets to play with his friends, loves that it's free, and they provide continuous updates. I hear there's a lot of educational benefits from this game. And from Sarah on Twitter, I play uh, with Fortnite with my son sometimes. I'm terrible, but we have a good time laughing about it. Sometimes I'll just hang out in his room and watch him play, which he loves. Not sure how many nine-year-olds like hanging out with their mom playing video games. We're talking about Fortnite. If you've got a question or a comment, call in 210-614-8980. Schreiner College is now talking about having scholarships, athletic scholarships for eSports. What that would look like and showing that playing video games could actually get you somewhere. We'll talk about that coming back from the break. 210-614-8980. The source continues right after this. This is The Source on Texas Public Radio, 89.1 FM. I'm David Martin Davies. We're talking about Fortnite, the game. Some people say, you know, Fortnite is free. It's great. Go play it, you know. But is it really free? Let's get Javier in on the conversation. Javier, welcome to The Source. You're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, I just wanted to make that kind of clear uh, that um, no video game is free. Um, what do you call it? If you get a video game that's free, I just want to let parents know, especially coming into the Christmas season, uh, that you're going to be paying um, at uh, later on during the game process. What I mean by that is they have what's called microtransactions. So, um, you know, you get the game for free, you put it on, the kid finds out, hey, you know what, I can get a new gun, I can get a new uh, skin, new whatever, uh, but it's going to cost. It's going to cost real money. And so they're going to go and ask, the, you know, the, the parent, or in some cases, like the one caller said, they're going to do it behind their back, and next thing you know, you get a $100 uh, charge on your account. Uh, I've heard uh, some of my friends who have kids uh, say that that, unfortunately, is a situation and stuff. Um, a lot of major companies um, like Activision, EA, have really jumped on this bandwagon of microtransactions, and a lot of gamers are against it because it's a very much a play-to-win kind of situation to where if you want to forward yourself in the game, in many ways you're going to have to pay to get to that next level. Right. Uh, Javier, so thank, I'm not too sure. mm-hmm. thank you, Javier. appreciate that. So uh, some game companies are notorious like EA for actually releasing broken games and making people pay for downloadable content to to make them playable, but this is actually uh, different than that, uh, Troy Tuttle. You're you're buying skins and, and upgrades that um, so to to what to what get ahead in the game. So this is the, Fortnite is a free to play game, and free to play might have a bad connotation in its mouth because of the early on it was pay to win. Uh, but now for, in, in games like Fortnite, uh, where it is free-to-play, you can literally play the game. You can get the full experience without paying a penny as long as you want to. However, if you want to have this special outfit, you can have this special outfit you know, for you know, $10, $8, whatever it is uh, in the marketplace. They have multiple ranges. They even, uh, Fortnite's even come out at Epic has and released what's called a seasonal pass. And you can buy the seasonal pass for for $10 and you get all these skins and it allows your kid to work through this progression. And that's what I do for my son every, every season that it comes out. Uh, it's been 10 bucks. And then that way he knows he's working towards these items as he's playing the game and enjoying it uh, over, you know, we, with the Fortnite podcast is covered by the who presents all, all of our content. 
And Deserto covers all these things that come out every day. So every day you can go to our website and you can see these items that are showing up in the shop. And, hey, do I want to go home? Do I want to purchase these? Do I want to jump on today and see them? Uh, so all the time we, we are covering those. And those are a very popular thing in the community. Even some of the pro players have you know even said, hey, I want to buy these skins. And, and there's a very famous pro player named Tifu who just won uh, $400,000 uh, at TwitchCon, and he didn't play with a skin forever. He basically said, I'm not buying any skins, and he had just what they call the, the regular skins, so a default skin on. So uh, you don't have to buy anything to experience the game in its fullest. Chris Sines, speaking of making money playing games like this, uh, there's now eSports, and now colleges, universities are having like eSports teams and they're having scholarships for that? Yes, sir. Uh, like Shriner University, um, they have a, a program and um, they give out scholarships for esports. And so that's one thing we're working on is um, working with the high schools in the area, especially NISD, since that's kind of our area. Uh, we're going to start trying to create a high school leagues to where, you know, high school versus high school competition. And that would also lead to like a recruiting ground um, for those colleges to be able to come and scout and recruit players and get to know them. And, um, you know, it's just a as a Brad, who's the coach of Shriner, you know, he made a good point, like, because uh, usually, like, video game players were kind of outcasts and kind of loners to themselves, but, like, bringing them into a sports program helps build those uh, teamwork attributes and, and values and that really benefit life skills and stuff like that. Well, I guess especially in the future economy when people will be spending more time actually working with coworkers online, mm -hmm. not really working in a real physical office, but they'll be scattered across the globe and being able to communicate and work in teams online is a marketable skill. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, you even see that there at the store. Like you'll have, like I was mentioning before, you'll have people that never knew each other and then we're playing in a tournament and they're doing teamwork and communicating and they build those relationships. And the next thing you know, they're coming to the tournament as a team the next time. And, um, you know, every second and fourth Sunday of the month, we have tournaments there at Play Live. So if you're interested in a Fortnite tournament, come see us. Shannon is called in. And Shannon, welcome to The Source. You're on the air. Hello. Um, as a 40-something-year-old and a child of the 70s and 80s, and, and, and the conversation we had about being outside and riding your bikes and on the phone, I have five boys, 16 to 8, and they all play online. I play online with them. We don't play Fortnite necessarily, um, but the relationships that some of my boys have made with people that they would otherwise never meet and the, the, the people I have, quote-unquote, met and helped and mentored i i know kids as young as 16 as well and uh, not that long ago one getting ready to go into college and asked my advice and we so we discussed what he wanted to do and where does he want to be in life and you know what is the best way to go go to college to get what degree to do what you want to do and so so shannon you're telling us that having the gaming experience for you has been very worthwhile and you're meeting meeting people and you're having uh online you're talking to folks and and getting to know people that's that's pretty cool yeah and my boys as well and my boys as well awesome well thanks for calling in with that uh, but Jordan Shapiro, author of the book, The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World, you're saying talking about raising your children. You do the raising. You're the parent, not the console, right? 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Certainly, you're the you're the parent, not the console, and um, and that means it's about more than just you know uh, adjusting settings or, or things to make sure that kids can't do what you don't want them to do. It's more about teaching them the, those responsibilities. For from my perspective, um, certainly, as we've all talked about, and we uh, for an earlier caller mentioned, um, kids will spend money thoughtlessly and we don't want to do that because it costs us money but we need to also teach them to think about that not just get mad at them about that right how do you teach your kids to really think about what's the value of a skin how do you teach the, how do you teach them to think about it you know even when it comes to the the, the esports and uh, uh, moving into colleges and how much money some gamers are starting to make we really need, you know i always think about this and go i need to talk to my kids the same way my parents had to teach me that yeah i could try to be a rock star but i also better make sure i have another i have another job right that's not that's not changing um very few people are going to be able to move into that esports mega celebrity world um but it's important but still kids have to learn the difference between those as they have in every age so troy tuttle if uh, you're a parent out there and you've got some kids that love to play Fortnite, what what's a great christmas gift for these kids uh if you love to play Fortnite, obviously you can purchase any type of uh, uh, depending on what console you play on, you can purchase those virtual bucks. If it's uh, PlayStation, you can buy PSN uh, awards. If it's Xbox, you can buy the Xbox Microsoft points. Um, if it's, uh, you know, you, you can obviously do that if you want to do the in-game purchases. There's also some great things that they've announced lately. Uh, I think we're releasing on the 1st. Uh, there's going to be some new action figures that are released by a company called Moose uh, that did a really great job with all these characters. You can mix and match them just like you can in a game with their backpacks and their outfits and all that kind of thing. Uh, so they, there, there's a, there's a lot of great things coming out around the game. It's you know, and and so for for Christmas, uh, I would just say if if you you know if you do put a card on or you do buy bucks and you need to put in a credit card and you're a parent, just make sure that you educate yourself on what the system is and what it is. I get so many parents that come to me and say, hey, uh, I, my kid you know, bought something. How do I fix this? Or, hey, the time limit here, or whatever it is. And most of these uh, game developers and most of the manufacturers have created um, you know, ways for you to be able to manage these things so you can have kids on here and have to put in a passcode in order to use a credit card and all these kind of things. So make sure you educate yourself. If you do buy a present for Christmas and you, even if you get those prepaid numbers, you typically have to still have a credit card number on the account on those on those consoles. So what, make sure what about all these potato knockoffs that are out there? People got to watch out for those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I actually uh, I actually got caught in one of these. I bought a backpack for my son. He really wanted a backpack going into uh, this year's school school year, and my wife is a teacher, and so he he really wanted to you know have the coolest backpack at school. So we ordered a Fortnite backpack, and then uh, this one came from across seas, and it took like literally seven months <laughs> it felt like to get here uh and it, it it took quite a while but those are not licensed products epic does have a store on amazon uh that is a licensed product by epic games and by Fortnite that you can go to it's on amazon check it out um and so there is a licensed store you can get licensed products for make sure if you're buying even like these toys make sure you're buying the licensed product i typically say because that way you know you're getting the quality that you're looking for and wanting to pay for and and chris signs at the uh at your your store Play, play Live Nation. Yes, play sir. Live Nation. Y'all do a thing for grades? What's that? Yes, sir. We have games for grades. So, you know, if, if a student brings in his report card and he has A's, he gets a free hour for every A, up to five hours. And, um, you know, just trying to teach the importance of getting good grades and, and rewarding, um, you know, 
in class excellence. And so, and um, this is something, and parents can come and check out your facility and make sure that it's up to their standards and then decide this. Yes, is sir. It's a premium gaming lounge. It's super nice. Um, couches that recline. We got uh, gamer uh, chairs for our PC stations. We have 22 consoles, 21 PC stations. We have uh, TVs at the top that have different uh, Twitch feeds so you can watch Ninja while you play, um, you know, get some tips and tricks as you're playing um at 6626 west loop 1604 north 78254 um yeah come see and, us. and so jordan shapiro where is this going what kind of world are we going to end up with with kids who are totally schooled in Fortnite? well i i think we're we're already seeing the world we're going to end up with as you said as everyone you said, can a dance of... a lot better i think <laughs> <laughs> right everyone can dance and as you said earlier you know people are moving into virtual uh, workplaces and you know you 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 framed that as a uh, uh, as a marketable skill i think that's going to become a necessary skill very very quickly and so kids really need to learn the this the social skills that are involved with that the ability to 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 collaborate on online because because we're all moving towards much more of an of, a, of an online hybrid connected and uh, offline life Jordan Shapiro is the author of the book, The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World. Chris Sines, founder and CEO of Alamo City E-Leagues. They're recruiting for teams uh, who may go on to get scholarships. And he's assistant manager at Play, uh, Play Live Nation. Troy Tuttle is the producer, primary host of the Fortnite podcast. This is The Source on Texas Public Radio. Thanks for tuning us in. podcast is a two-dot production presented by deserto.com and sponsored by elgato gaming the background music for the elgato ad is brought to you by kevin mcloyd the song is called rainbows and you can visit it at incomputech.com